Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the Internet. So grab a cocktail, it's always happy hour somewhere, and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Well, howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Let's Straight Show, guys. It's Monday, August 10th, 2020. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton, and with me in studio is my trusty intern, Loviana. Lovey, how you doing? I'm really good. Thanks for asking. Yay! The weekend is over. We got another week ahead. School is coming, and... Uh, all sorts of stuff. It was hot here today. Was it hot by you? Actually, no. We've been having hurricanes kind of washing up the, the coast here. So we've kind of been breezy and really stormy. And then there was a big oh, okay. the upstate, which was kind of weird for us. I was going to ask you about that if you felt it, because you're, you're not too far from, um, I guess they felt it as low as South Carolina. You're close to the North Carolina border, right? Um, I am right now, but I'm still in Columbia, which is, like, more south. So right. I didn't hear anything when it happened, but a lot of my family did. Yeah, because 5.1 is actually pretty big, but it's just not a lot of people around that area, so it's not as much damage as you'd think, I guess. But that was crazy yeah. hearing about that. Very, very wild. Nothing like that in Ohio this weekend. Nice and boring here. I wasn't feeling good on Friday. I apologize. I canceled the show on Friday. Um, little tummy problems Friday and Saturday, but I was all back at it Saturday, so all's good in the world. Anything exciting for you this weekend? No, I'm just moving. I'm moving apartments, and so that's never fun. Never fun. Hate to move. I used to move around all the time. Crazy, crazy, crazy. It's just a pain in the neck. We got a good show tonight. It's Music Monday. We're going to have our special correspondent, singer-songwriter Jay Knight from Buffalo, New York, up in just a little bit. He's got a rapper that he is introducing us to tonight, which is always interesting for me, because that's one music that I don't listen to much at all. And then we have two great special guest interviews tonight. First up, Singer-songwriter Zach Day, who's actually our other special correspondent, but he has new music out this weekend, so we're going to talk to him a little more in-depth tonight. And then we're going to play an interview that I just did last week with uh, Tommy Sellers. She's an amazing artist. She's from Miami, Florida, and she has played for the King and Queen of Norway. How wild is that? Royalty. <laughs> 
So, hey, you're a music person a lot more than I am. Talk to me about all this Cardi B stuff that happened this weekend. Is that your kind of music at all? Oh, God, I actually don't have anything for that, which is shocking. Like, I've seen, like, um, the WAP thing that happened. Yeah. But I, I was seeing that something like I know there's a, there's a petition. I didn't know what Kylie it was. Jenner out of it. Okay, I'm not hip enough to know what all that was. I just kept seeing that WAP all over the internet this weekend. I didn't know what the <laughs> hell they were talking about, to be honest. <laughs> it's not an acronym so I, I should say on air. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. I understand. All right. Yeah, it's interesting because, like I said, you know me, I'm not much of a music person except for all the guests we have <laughs> on our show that I kind of got interested in. So, but I, I heard all about this WAP thing, and then I heard some people saying, well, how come Beyonce's um, didn't get much traction at all, but this Cardi B baloney mm-hmm. stuff is getting lots of action, and there was, like, wars going on in some corners of the Twitterverse this weekend. So it was yeah. interesting. Very wild, very wild stuff. Um, I don't have too much. Do you have any news do you want to talk about today at all? Um, in music, something that's kind of exciting for me is that Harry Styles got his first number one today on Billboard with Watermelon Sugar. Really? That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like a little Harry Styles. His music is good. Yeah. And number one internationally, number one in the U.S. charts or where? Yeah, U.S. charts. Okay, cool. Very cool. Well, Mine is not music-related. The only news I saw that was interesting today in the LGBT sense, because everyone knows that I am a huge comic geek here, but I guess two people, two characters that I've never heard of before, um, they're from what's called The Young Avengers, which is a book that I've never read, Wiccan and Hulkling. They're two members of The Young Avengers. They've been boyfriends for a while. I guess they got married in the last book. Which is interesting. That's the first Marvel comic book to do that and kind of last. I guess they had a one-off series where North Star from uh, the Canadian superhero group and Colossus from the X-Men got married in some kind of bizarro universe thing. But kind of interesting stuff. So that's cool for the cartoon people. Uh, Interesting thing today. Politics. We didn't have our politics show today because my um, co-host Michael Vega wasn't feeling good today. But did you see that the White House? There was like a shooting outside the White House, and they stopped right in the middle of a press conference. It was pretty wild. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, they stopped. They were doing. I was watching this news conference. I was putting some notes together, and all of a sudden, the Secret Service comes in and rushes the president off from the news from his news conference. He only said like three words or something, basically. And they shushed yeah. him off, and it wasn't even in the White House. I guess it was a, a bl- right outside the gates, about half a block away. But I know you have to yeah. be careful, but it was just pretty crazy. Pretty wild stuff. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into it. We're going to start off the show with our buddy Jay Knight up there in Buffalo. As I said, he's featuring a rapper that I had not heard of before. So let's go ahead and turn it over to Jay. When we come back, 
Um, I'll pop in for a second and introduce our first song from Zach Day tonight for our first live interview. But you're listening to the Let's Straight show right here in the Let's Straight radio network. Take it away, Jay. This is the Monday Music Mix. I'm Jay Knight. This week's indie artist tip is all about ROI. For those of you not familiar with that term, it stands for return on investment. Or in other words, how much are you getting in return out of the time and money you put into your music career? Most indie artists have limited time and resources. You can't possibly be everywhere all the time. Most artists stretch themselves too thin trying to work on all the social media platforms, getting themselves playlisted, running ads, marketing themselves, playing live, as well as writing and recording, not to mention working a regular nine-to-five just to pay for it all. It's almost too much for one person to do, and definitely too much for one person to do it well. That's why you have to choose the activities that give you the best return. If you get a great response on Twitter but not Facebook, well, maybe you should spend more time on Twitter and less time on Facebook. If TikTok is rocking for you, spend the most time there. I'm not saying ignore all the other platforms, but you don't have time to be wasting on things that aren't delivering results. The one thing above all else that you should be focusing on is tracking down playlist curators. Getting on popular playlists will get you the most return hands down. Don't waste a second on internet radio submissions. Internet radio is dead. Streaming sites and podcasting killed it years ago. Bottom line, spend your time and money on things that you know are delivering results for you. Trying to do everything with a limited budget and time constraint will give you lackluster results. If it were me, I'd be focusing almost entirely on Spotify playlists and TikTok, as long as it's still around because that's where your target audiences are right now if you're a musical artist. Now on to our featured artist. Brad Jones is a hip-hop artist, singer, songwriter, and producer from Chattanooga, Tennessee. He is a real artist who pours intense passion into every song he writes, delivers spitfire lyrics on the mic, and believes in leaving no less than everything on the stage. According to his website, if there is one theme that carries through all of his music, it's that no matter how far you've fallen or how lost you may feel, don't give up. In my opinion, his flow and beats are straight fire. He's exactly what I look for in a hip-hop artist, fast and full of energy. I really believe you'll be hearing more about him in the near future. Now, Scott is going to play Jones' latest single, Identity Crisis, here in a second. You can learn more about Jones and find his music at jonesrap.com. That's jonesrap.com. You can learn more about me and my music at jnightmusic.com. And now Scott's going to spin that tune, so please enjoy, and I'll see you next time. (laughs) Quiet for a minute, out of nowhere something clicked in me. Heard the beat, something happened, don't know what it did to me. I don't think they really understand what this is to me. I don't think they really understand what I've been doing. Don't dare call me average, I'm not that. Go, couldn't even get a call back. I'm not bragging, I'm not saying that I'm all that. I'm saying that he says that I'm making a making contact. Time for me to come out of it, hiding in the shadow. Wait, it's over, and it's time for me to get back to what matters. I've been having in the deep and no more playing in the shadows. But I worry, I'm going ready for another chapter. I'm back now, cracked down on these wax clowns. Spinning in some rap now. Spin it till I pass out. Kid another trap pal. Came from the bottom, it's a problem if you're thinking that I'm ever going back now. No cap, be the trap to my lungs. So a game didn't want me, so I sucked it through the back door. Give it all I got, but everybody always wants more. Really, what you want, and I'ma give you what you ask for. Name change to the same brain as the K-Day. You can change or it's brain name. 
control, don't think twice about dissing. Say that you suck and they'll tell you to end it. But if you respond, they'll cry they're offended. You get it? When will we come to our senses? Could be inhaling and spreading that venom. Kids getting thicker, but they should consider that I don't just turn the tables. I <laughs> went from an empty house to play pack crowd. Showing no one came to get it sold down. In my zone now, got their phones out. Never let them feel I'll never let the fans down. Don't do this for nothing. Can fuck your who front and eco. Got your head swelling up like a cushion. Save all your judgment. That's in the discussion. Don't do what I do.
Alrighty, guys, we are back, and I'm so excited when we're actually able to get my next guest in person for an interview. I mean, speaking of our musical minute, my next guest helped create our Monday musical minute as one of my very first special correspondents here on the Leftist Trade Show. He came to my attention, of course, when he competed on this past season of The Voice. He made Coach John Legend's team, and though he didn't make it through the end, he definitely made an impression with his amazing range and beautiful sounds. He came on my show not long after his appearance, so we got to know him a little bit, and I knew for sure he was just a really great guy and someone I wanted to keep working with. In the months since, he's settled into his new Nashville scene, caught and survived the COVID virus, and recently started a new (laughs) partnership in Nashville to allow him time to connect with his fans on social media and keep making wonderful music, like the brand new release he put out this weekend, we're going to talk about in just a couple seconds. I'm so proud to call him a new friend. So please welcome back to the Left of Straight Show, the singer and songwriter himself, Mr. Zach Day. Zach, how you doing, buddy? Hello, everybody. Thank you guys for having me on. It is really good to finally be live for the first time in a little bit. I've been super busy, but it's been great all around. So I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? I'm doing really good. I'm so excited to talk to you here live. Like you said, you're such a busy beaver, and Loviana is such a music fiend that she's happy to be here. We're having a good time. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you so much. I've been really enjoying, like, getting to put together, like, you know, little playlists. And, like, every time I'm listening to songs over the past, you know, few months since I've been a special correspondent, I'm like, let me make sure I write this down if it's, like, sticking with me so that I can talk about it on Less Than Straight Show. <laughs> Well, I got to start sending you guys the comments. Cause I got a lot of really good comments from all you guys. And there's a p- people, artists, cause there's a lot of people like me. I was never a big music person before I started the show. Um, and then I just kind of really started getting into music. I only played it in my car before. And now there's all these great guests. And I've got a couple of comments like, 
oh, I can't believe Zach said this, or I can't believe that Remise said this restaurant. So you guys are really <laughs> catching on with the audience. I hope you're enjoying it and having some fun with it. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, that makes me feel good because, like, a lot of times the music I listen to is so different. Like, I love, like, just being able to give everyone a lot of, like, variety and versatility when it comes to music especially. So I could talk about that stuff all day. <laughs> well, you've really brought some great artists that I've never heard of before. Plus, reintroduce us to some of my favorites. I mean, I forgot – I don't listen to much of Nora Jones much at all. Cause like I said, I don't listen to other people that I do on the radio and you did your last uh, music minute. And she was one of my dad's favorites. And it was really weird when you uh, came on cause his uh, five year anniversary of his passing was um, yesterday on the night. And so it was kind of wild because I forgot that Nora Jones was one of his favorites. So you talked about that last week. And I knew his anniversary was coming up, so I dug out one of his old Nora Jones CDs, and she's freaking amazing. I forgot about that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's so amazing that, like, it's just weird how things like that happen in a way that, like, music can really bring out, especially, like, emotions and just, like, you know, memories and all this different stuff just from, like, a song. So that's cool. I mean, yeah, Nora Jones, like, I kind of had forgotten about her, too, but then when I got this, like, um, cool opportunity to start doing like these windowsill series um, here at my new apartment. Um, that was just a song that like will always be in my head. Like, and then I was like, let me do a cover of this, see what I can come up with. And yeah, that's, that's what I came up with. And then I was like, man, this song is good. And and then I just went back on like a Nora Jones kick and I was listening to everything. And I was just like, <laughs> I just started crying. Like, I just can't help it. She just brings something out of me. Right. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's talk about how you're feeling because we did say you did come down with COVID. Luckily, you didn't have to go in the hospital, just kind of sidelined you for a while at home. How was that? What's it actually like to have and how are you feeling? What are you feeling on the after effects? Well, yeah, thanks for asking. I mean, look, it's I'm doing a lot better. It, it really did take me out for a, a good while. Um, I was obviously quarantined for about two weeks, um, you know, doctor's orders, just staying in my room, essentially. And then after I was allowed to leave my isolation, I was feeling a lot better, still a little bit sick. uh, But, you know, I had to move into a different location pretty soon after that. So I had to kind of heal up. Um, But, you know, I had I had been fully cleared by doctors by that point. And, you know, today, I still, you know, like sometimes will feel like I'm having some heart palpitations every now and then, which I didn't really have before. So there's, you know, but no one knows what the side effects of this are. So I'm hoping that soon I'll be able to get like back into the gym uh, once I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling a lot better, but the gym's still been closed. A lot of stuff here in Nashville is closed because of COVID still yet. So you know, I'm just right. I'm still trying to get get the get my feet up underneath me at this point. But as far as like physically and everything, I feel so much better, and I'm super lucky that I didn't have to go to the hospital, like you said. Well, that's good. Well, take care of yourself because I've heard a lot of people like it, it keeps you weak for a while. I mean, we're talking sometimes months. It's kept some people just feeling really weak. I mean, you can still get around and function, but you're just still get tired. Right. Really. Well, yeah, wow. but I mean, I, I have to still go to work and stuff at this point, and I've been back at work for the past, like, I don't know, 
few weeks at this point. So I'm, I'm doing better for sure. Good. Well, let's talk about Nashville. I mean, when we had you for your full interview, um, it was right after you'd moved there, not too long after The Voice, and you were still getting to know people. Have you, even with COVID being locked down, have you got to go out to see the city a little bit more? Are you feeling it a little more like home now, or how is uh, Nashville appealing to you? Well, you know, when I first moved here, I was living a little bit on the outskirts of Nashville, not necessarily right in the middle of all the action. Um, but where I just moved, now I'm living in this apartment that's like right in Midtown. It's gorgeous. I can literally look over the entire city, and it's just like so amazing. Um, you know, I'm still taking it kind of easy. I'm not really going out. I've not been really performing in public spaces or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I've made a few friends. I'm doing my thing. I'm making a few connections. Wink, wink. Thanks to Connect here in Nashville, which is like the name of my apartment building. Um, nice. It's, it's just been good. It's, it's been it's been a series of ups and downs. Uh a lot of downs <laughs> for the most part, just because like everything I had was canceled. Um, I moved here right after I got eliminated from the show. It was just like a really sad time. I didn't know anybody, but I think I'm on the up and up. So we're going to just try and stay positive. I've been, you know, creating a lot of content when I'm not at work and trying to just like mend both worlds together. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You kind of got to, do what you can when you can. I mean, it's hard when you can't really explore when it's really you don't know how safe it is to explore. Plus, you're a little gun shy already getting the virus once, I can imagine. And nobody really yeah. knows if you can get it again for sure. So, yeah, you got to be careful. Exactly, wow. yeah. And, and around here, I mean, it's a little bit scary. I feel like there's still a lot of people that might not <laughs> – like, I don't know. I just feel like it's not as exactly safe yet for us to just be obviously just out right. walking around, even with our masks on, because you just, you just don't know. So I'm doing the whole stay at home as much as I can. I mean, I have some friends here that I trust that we can like be, you know, with, still socially distanced, but I'm not, I'm not really going out like at all. So. <laughs> right. Right. No, that makes sense. Now it'd be tough. Like I just, haven't been in Nashville yet, but I love exploring new cities and checking out the food and everything. And I, I cook way too much now. I used to never cook. Are you pretty good at cooking now for yourself? I mean, I would want to be out oh to eat my like every night. Are you a Postmate guy? <laughs> well, oh man, look, I've spent way too much money on Postmates. I appreciate that <laughs> service quite a bit, but I'm like breaking the bank. So yes, I have been cooking so much like today i made homemade green chile enchiladas and they were so good wow. and then like the other night i made like homemade buffalo chicken in the crock pot like i've been putting my crock pot to work okay like <laughs> that is where it's at i invest, i tell everybody invest in a crock pot especially if you're like a poor starving artist like me definitely go for that because it can feed you for a few meals <laughs> There you go. I'm going to quarantine so I can come visit you for a week or so just to get fed. <laughs> I like right. it. I was telling right. Lovey that off air that um, I started a whole new fitness thing today. I'm doing meditation, exercise, and nutrition starting today. So I'm trying to eat real healthy. And I've had this air fryer for a while, and I'm just now starting to learn how to use it. 
in good ways. Like at first it was for just corn dogs and hash browns, (laughs) those kind of things. But I've gotten really good at it. And today I made these carrot fries in there that were out of this world, Zach. They were so good. That sounds great. Oh, I chopped up these carrots, these fresh carrots, and soaked, put a little bit of olive oil and tossed them around with all these different um, spices and then just baked them in there for 10 minutes, and they were so good. I was so oh happy today. Ooh, you could probably make – this might not be healthy, but I bet you could do some sweet potato fries in there too. Mm-hmm. I should. Oh, I love those too. That's a good idea. I got to go buy a sweet potato now. I, tried, <laughs> I live off of sweet potatoes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I'm exploring quite a bit. I, I got good at pork chops, at breaded pork chops and breaded chicken breasts in the air fryer, really good. And then I tried ribs the other day that turned out pretty good. But these, now that Ooh. I have to eat healthy, I'm doing, I was going to start doing lots of vegetables in there, I think. So that'll be pretty yeah. good. On my healthy, when I'm, like, trying to be really healthy, which, I, hey, I know how you're feeling. I'm about to start my whole diet and exercise routine back on Wednesday because that's when the gym opens up. And I'm to it because I've been really sad because I like to run a lot. Um, normally, I'm, I'm always, like, running, like, every other day at least a few miles. Um, and Really? Where I was sick. Yeah, I like to do, like, a 5K every other day or something. That's pretty normal for me, but. I wow. where I was sick for like two weeks, took me out, and then I was moving for about two weeks. I've been like super out of it for about uh, a little over a month at this point. So yeah, Wednesday the gym opens back up, and when I'm doing my like healthy eating habits, <laughs> I don't know how healthy it is honestly, but I just eat a lot of like spinach. I can like eat that all the time, just like cook it down, just like put a whole bunch of spinach in a little pan, cook it down. And I'm like Popeye. I'm just like shoving that stuff back. And then like nice. <laughs> some fried eggs or scrambled eggs or boiled eggs. Yeah, that's that's what I normally do. <laughs> that would be good. See, I'm horrible. Whenever I do spinach or I do Brussels sprouts or something, I have to have all that bacon grease to cook them in. So oh. like, you lose all the yeah, goodness like of it by putting it in the fried. But, oh, it's Man, so y'all are going to be hungry thinking about these like like – good like greens cooked greens with like the like grease and stuff oh so good (laughs) there you go oh my goodness and talk about let's go back to nashville for a second as far as the people go um you you kind of work service industry to kind of get by as your day job a bit are the people pretty friendly around there and everything or what's uh what's been your take on the people of the city well, yeah, right now I am, like, having to work in, like, coffee shop and do that whole thing um, for, during the mornings. Like, I'm talking early mornings, like, getting up at 3 a.m. to go to my barista shift at, like, 4. It's really Ooh. hard. <laughs> but um, – and then I have to come home and, like, record a bunch of music, and I'm still doing a lot of freelance music work on the side. So, yeah, it's been tough, but um, – you got to do what you got to do to make ends meet. As far as the people go, it, it has been. Um, the, the coffee shop I work at, like most of the people that come in there are pretty friendly. Um, and that's, and then I've, you know, I've gone out and done some music stuff, like especially right before COVID and everything. And it was good. I mean, I think that it's going to be important for me to find my tribe. Oh, by the way, I met up with Hayden Joseph, who was like, I think you've had him as a guest on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got to meet up with him 
for um we just like had coffee and stuff super nice um just yeah i'm just super nice to like meet someone and be like oh my gosh like we have this like connection already and (laughs) just being on this this show so that was really cool but yeah you know I'm, i'm a very social person so having to be so isolated has been pretty tough yeah tell me about of making coffee at four in the morning and Nashville's a big music town all night. Are these people coming home or these people getting up? (laughs) Right. I think right now it's mostly like the people who work at like the Walmart and Kroger next door that have to get up early too. They'll just come swing through and be like, Hey, and I'm like, Hey, I've already got their drink made. (laughs) So it's it's mostly those guys. Super. I love them. They're they're awesome. Oh, I'm glad you got to hook up with Hayden, and he's already done a couple songwriting nights in different places. So that's cool. I can't wait for you guys to maybe collaborate in something. That'd be pretty awesome. I love that. Yeah, that's that's our goal. Is I think we're gonna try to meet up again and see what we can come up with. That'd be fun. I'm. Uh, we're both kind of new to like co-writing and collaborating when it comes to like, um, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I write a lot with for other people, but it's, I've never actually really sat down in a room with someone else and been like, let's try to come up with a song. It's always been like a back and forth thing. And like, that's something that I've done a lot of over quarantine, which I enjoy that. So it would be a different right. experience to be like in the room with someone, but it's something that I feel like you should know how to do and should get used to, especially being here in Nashville. I think a lot of people do that here. So yeah, I think we're going to try to make something happen. Awesome. Well, let's get into the songwriter part and your new music and everything. Let's start by playing a little bit of the new music, and uh, we'll give everyone a little tease here. Give everyone the title and where the song came to you, and then we'll play it and talk about it on the other side. Okay, so I, you know, okay. <laughs> My friend Jess Hudak and I just released a new single. Um, when, when I say new, it's, it's our version because it's a cover song of Cheryl Crow's Strong Enough. Um, that's always been a song that I loved. And it's also kind of like sad if you think about it. So like I would play it out all the time. I made a cover of it and put it on Twitter. And Jess Hudak, who is this amazing musician that I've actually looked up to for years and years and years, um, she was just like, Zach, she slid in my DMs, which I was like, I was like, oh my God, what is she doing in my DMs? <laughs> and then she was like, let's do this song. And so basically what you're about to hear is stuff that me and her and our good friend Emma O'Malley put together over a quarantine, separated in each other, like we were just in each other's separate homes, um, just doing it all over email and coming up with this this track and sending recordings and you know us singing and playing different instruments and coming up with this arrangement. Jess produced it. And that's what you're about to hear. Strong enough. Awesome. All right. This is Strong Enough with our special guest, Mr. Zach Day. We'll talk to you on the side. You're listening to Left of Straight Show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. God, I feel like hell tonight. Tears of rage, I cannot lie. I'd be the last to help you understand. Are you strong enough to be my man? My man. 
collaborator Jess Hudak was strong enough. The cover of Cheryl Crow's amazing song. Zach, it's so, so good. I love that song. Thank you. Thank you. It is such a good song. Um, like I was telling you earlier, like that was just a song that I like, you know, what, some, something I love to do is like take these songs that like people hear and you know the song, obviously, even with like Chasing Pirates by Nora Jones or like all these songs that you like maybe hear like in a mall and you're like, oh, that's a good song. Like I like to take those and revision them and, and turn them into something completely different. And I feel like that's what we did with Strong Enough and turned it into this duet. And it's like this guy and I'm asking, are you strong enough to be my man? I mean, hashtag gay rights. It's, it's, just, it's a good song all around. It, it works. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Lovey, did you have any questions for Zach today? Yeah, what's your favorite song to cover? Like, would it be that one? Do you have another one? Ooh, oh, my gosh, favorite song to cover. Good question. Um, well, you know, whenever I'm doing, like, my own stuff, like, when I'm playing out, one of my go-tos is obviously Valerie by Amy Winehouse. It's, like, one of those. Like, if anyone's like, hey, do you want to sing this? I'm like, yeah, let's do it, Valerie by Amy Winehouse. Um, but there's also this other song um by Amy Winehouse that I play a lot. It's it's called uh, My Tears Dry on Their Own. I play that pretty often. 
for some reason, I love her songs a lot. Um, and then another one that I sing a lot that I really enjoy is um, Case of You by Joni Mitchell. Um, oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite songs to sing as well. So, yeah. Now, talk about your affinity because, like you said, you do so well. Your voice goes perfect for a lot of these songs. Talk about what about the female singer-songwriter that really impresses you and makes you really love their music. Yeah, I know. That it's, it's, it's crazy that, um, you know, I was just growing up listening to I – I think that there's something about when a female sings, I connect with it so much. I am the only boy – in my family, I have three sisters. Um, I grew up singing with my sister and my aunt and like always surrounded by like women. And I was raised by women and women are my heroes. You know what I mean? So like I always connect with female vocals a lot. Um, don't know what it is, but I, I think that I just like grew up wanting to sound like Karen Carpenter and sound like, like Dolly mm-hmm. Parton and like all these like female vocals that I just like idolized. So, yeah, that, it's just something about it that really connects with me. And when I hear, you know, someone like Joni Mitchell telling her stories um, in her songs, I just, I just connect with it so much and just have to sing it. <laughs> well, you can bring such heart to all of them. That's what I think it really showcases them so well that opposed to other people that have covered them. I mean, I just love the way you bring your sound to it. Talk about – we might have talked about it the first time. I'm not sure. When you're writing music for yourself, are you more of a lyric guy first, or more of a melody first, or it really depends on the song? Um, I think a lot of times it really depends on the song. But sometimes I'll be driving down the road, or like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and like I'll just like grab my phone really quick and sing some random melody it could just be like the words don't make any sense or it could be like something that like a couplet it it, it really depends though you should see my like the notes app on my phone it's like full of like random (laughs) couplets that i've just like popped up in my head like in the grocery store i'll be like looking at my list and then there'll be like some like poetic couplet and i'm like oh i could like turn that into something from you know turn it into a song or whatever (laughs) that's like that's a lot of how they how they turn up or I'll, i'll be playing around on my guitar and I'll be like, ooh, that sounds like a really cool chord. I don't really know what that is. But I'm going to go with it, and then I'll just turn it into an entire song, and that, that happens quite often. And would you say you're an emotional writer where how your emotions go kind of brings out a lot of your songs, or are you just kind of whatever comes to you at the time? Like, is COVID going to give you songs for the next 12 years, <laughs> or are you just kind of like different things inspire you all the time? Well, I would say that a lot of my songs especially are super honest. I, I you know, I'm I'm trying to expand my writing skills and, and write more things that people can sing along with. Um, that's obviously what a, being a songwriter is. You want to have people sing along to your songs and enjoy listening to them. You know what I mean? But like all, a lot of the songs that I've written for myself in the past are just true stories. And like, I'm not necessarily worried about um, you know, what they sound like when people sing along or if they're like a really hooky chorus, even though that is important, obviously. And like I, when I'm writing for other people, I feel like I can do that a lot easier. But for some of the songs that I write, it's just like, okay, I have to get this off my chest now. And like it's killing me and it's eating me alive. And, and I have to just like tell, tell everybody right now. <laughs> I guess I don't have a filter when it comes to that. A lot of the songs that I write are just like, 
super brutal, like calling people out. If they were to hear it, they would absolutely know. So it's just that's just <laughs> how it is for me. Um, I've been riding a little bit over quarantine though, um, but I was really sick for like a month, so <laughs> I, I couldn't really do too much besides lay there and play mm-hmm. like Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And if you could write for any other artist, who would you like to write for? And what other artist would you like to write a song for you? Oh, my gosh. I love this. Um, look, if I could, like, collaborate with some people and come up with some really cool hooks for, like, Lady Gaga or, like, nice. you know, the big the big singers, like, oh, what about, like, that would be really cool mm-hmm. I really do enjoy like the R&B like part of my music taste I really do enjoy that and I feel like writing like pop songs like maybe like getting involved in writing like a Dua Lipa song would be really cool mm-hmm. um, Kelly Clarkson I feel like I could write for Kelly like any anything like that would be super cool who I would want to write a song with me Phoebe Bridgers um, I feel like if we could come up with something together it would like rule the world i would be so happy um i think i talked about shamir on here before um i would love oh, yeah. to work together on something i love them so yeah just anything like that i, I would love it bjork oh my gosh that'd be so cool <laughs> nice i love it all right well let's talk about uh we're going to finish up with this partnership you've had in nashville i want you to kind of Shout these people out and talk about some of the great things you'll be doing. I know you're doing a a live thing tomorrow on the 11th and something on the 25th. Talk about what the space is like, what it kind of provides you to help you create. Um, Tell me about this partnership and how it came about. Thanks. Yeah, it's so cool. So Connect Nashville reached out to me a few months ago and was asking me about, like, what I would think about maybe staying here as a – live-in influencer and I was like absolutely let's make it happen basically connect is amazing social living community right here in midtown Nashville it's brand new it's like such a gorgeous place to stay Um, I've been here for about two weeks at this point maybe a little longer Um, and if you guys want to see it you should go look at my Instagram I have like a, a highlight on my Instagram story that like has all these pictures and videos that I've been taking, but basically I partnered up with them and I'm just going to be creating a lot of different music that I'll be streaming on their social media platforms. Um, Like my video of chasing pirates is the first of many windowsill series videos to come. And they're just kind of giving me the freedom to like, okay, be creative, make something cool. Like, you know, show the background, like, give us a little tour of where you're at and, and we'll use it. And for me, that's really cool. Um, you can be a member of connect Nashville though, and not live here. So there's like non-residential memberships and you can go check all that information out at www.connectnashville.com. Um, and if you're not even, if you don't live here, you can still have like access to the pool, the gym, the, um, amenity deck, the, we have like a little dog park in here and we got all these different events. Wow that we're doing so like there's not just me like doing musical events there's like a girl that's doing like fitness and there's like someone that's doing like a cooking demonstration and cocktail demonstrations and just so much cool stuff that they've got going over here um 
at Connect Nashville. So y'all should definitely check that out for sure. I like that. We could go have an adult beverage and then listen to Zach Day sing and work it off the next morning. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) A full experience. I love it. Well, Zach Day, again, I appreciate you every other week coming in today and your week off, but we are going to see you next week and every other week until you just blow up like the superstar you are, my friend. Thanks so much. (laughs) Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. It was nice to meet you, Lovey. Thanks for having me, too. (laughs) And, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Let everyone know where they can find your music and where they can follow you on social, Zach. Yes, you guys, please be sure to stream um, Strong Enough by me and Jess Hudak. Like, anywhere that you can find music, it's going to be there. And then check me out on Instagram at you know Zach. And I also just started a YouTube channel. I think that I'm going to start posting some videos. I just Yesterday, I did a full closet clean-out where I have clothes and stuff that I have brought over here with me for some reason that have been in my closet for maybe the past. 10 plus years and so I'm discussing all of that I have I have like these outfits that I've worn on national tv on like the voice and American Idol and all these other stuff and I'm just like pulling these all out of my closet and just being like I'm donating so much stuff to Goodwill so you guys if you're interested in that kind of stuff um, I'm thinking about doing a lot more like YouTube videos like that and I filmed the whole thing so that's going to be up soon so just check me out I'm all over that's the internet fun. you know Zach now are you learning how to edit all these everything or does the connect help you with all that oh yeah i know i have been editing video and audio and stuff since i was like a little boy so i've been doing all that (laughs) oh there you go there you go all right well zach jay you know i love you thanks so much for being our special correspondent and spending the time today to talk about this great new music out there be sure to go check it out download it Purchase it if you can, guys. Everyone's out of work these days, so purchase all the artist stuff that you can. We're going to go ahead and play out, and when we come back, we're going to have another super musical guest today. This is Tomi Sellers from Nashville. She has an excellent story to say. You're listening to Left to Straight Show right here on the Left to Straight Radio Network. Love Talk Radio.
All righty, guys and gals, we are back. That was Sing That All Together by my next guest. She's widely known in the music industry as a power vocalist with angelic range. She's been featured globally in concerts with such greats as Raul de Blasio, Julio Iglesias, and Charles Colello, and open for such acts as Enrique Iglesias, Christina Aguilera, and the Bare Naked Ladies. She was a top finalist on VH1's Born to Diva and has three feature films under her belt, including songs and roles in the horror flick Hogzilla and a documentary featuring Johnny Depp, for which she co-wrote and performed the tribute song, She Is Free. Most recently, she's from Miami Symphony Pop, singing classical crossover work, inspired by Grammy Award-winning producer Rudy Perez. And she has the honor of being invited to sing for the King and Queen of Jordan. I can't wait to talk to her all about this and so much more. Please welcome to the show the amazing artist, Miss Tomi Sellers. Tomi, how you doing? I'm good, Scott. Thank you. Wow, what a wonderful introduction. Thank you. What a wonderful career that is just midway through and so much stuff going on for you. I'm so excited. I love this music. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'm really excited, too. It's always good when you when you uh, feel like your music is getting out there and being heard and actually liked. There you go. Well, we appreciate having you on. Of course, you came to our attention by our intern, Gloria, who's in studio with us today. going to be some asking questions as well. How you doing, Gloria? Hello, guys. How are you? Yeah, Gloria and I have known each other for quite a few years, which is kind of cool. We're kind of like this rubber band where you, you pull us apart and we don't talk to each other for a long time just because we're doing our own thing. And all of a sudden, life just kind of snaps us back. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> and I, I love that. Yeah. Come on, join us. <laughs> now, you ladies are down in the beautiful area of lower Florida there, Miami area. You guys had some weather this past week. How are you holding up? Uh, lower is correct. I always use that term. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been, it's actually might have some thunder now from my side. So sorry about that guys in advance. Oh, uh, you know, I'm up here in Orlando. We did not get much of anything. I think it really stayed on the East coast and I think North Carolina is kind of feeling it more than, more than we did. We, we would have never known had it not been, uh, on the news. Oh, nice. Okay. That's always yeah. good. I actually put my shutters oh, up you and- did- <laughs> well, you know, just in case, I never know, and so <laughs> there you go. It's always good for a little exercise in the summer. There you go. We haven't been getting out much with COVID quarantine, so we'll put right. shutters up and down a couple times. There you go. Get our exercise. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, me talk about how you've been putting up with this great pandemic we've been dealing with. Are you a chef in the kitchen? Do you like to cook at home? Were you always going out to eat before? And that's been curtailed so much for how you guys uh, taking care of yourselves that way. Oh, we, we really prepared. We weren't sure what was coming our way. So we bought a, we bought a freezer and my dogs have a raw food diet. So I had to, I was more concerned about them eating. Although food is truly probably one of my favorite subjects and one of my favorite things to do is to eat. I like food. So I, I do cook. I like to bake. I like, you know, I, I don't want to be in the kitchen 24-7, but I, I did get quite creative during this time. And and now, of course, we're getting out more and moving around. But, but during that good four to eight weeks, uh, we, we thankfully were prepared. And I got out a lot of new recipes and things and just kept myself busy. And, of course, my husband, Ben, here, so he, he, he doesn't cook. He grills. So he'll grill, he'll grill a mean steak or chicken or fish. But for me, I'm more of a inside the kitchen. 
I'm so happy to hear you say that you feed your dogs raw because that's the best thing you can possibly do. I'm just excited about that. <laughs> it's also the most expensive thing you can do. So think really long and hard before you commit to it because depending on how big your dogs are, you can – but they are so much more healthier for it. Uh, they had some issues yeah. before. Yeah, once I switched over. But they're doing good. They're going to be 12 this year. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. How are you doing, Scott, during this whole pandemic? You know, it's been very interesting up here in Northeast Ohio, kind of like you. The good thing about this area is everybody has basements because it's a weird weather. So we have almost everybody has an extra fridge and a pantry in their basement. So I had food for weeks. I didn't have to go out shopping for a while, which was nice. And did a lot of the same thing, kind of cooking and exploring different restaurants. I take care of my 81-year-old mother, who is luckily in pretty good health. But she has diabetes and that type A blood, which is not really good for COVID, I guess. So we were just yeah. really careful and making sure that we only went out when needed. But it's, as you said, as it's been opening up, we try a couple of things. And uh, we've gone to, like, restaurants twice, I think. And my mom's happy place is a casino. So she's bundled up in a mask and gloves and been to two <laughs> casinos so far in the last four months. So she's happy with that. We're good. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see her go like mean on those machines. Those what do you call those oh, <laughs> slot machines? Slot machines. She is so cute. Exactly. My mom she loves the so casinos too, as well. Does yeah, I've noticed oh. this time. Yeah, she she does. She hasn't gone back. She's been careful too, and we've been real careful with that. But she's she's doing great, thank the Lord. And I'm just uh, happy that you know I, I, my whole family through this whole thing has stayed well and stayed healthy and we're all health conscious you know i come from a family of either homeopathic physicians or naturopaths or functional so we we try to stay as healthy as we can through nutrition um but really this time what do they what do they say the what necessity is a mother of invention and this i think this situation has definitely given us cause to pause and reevaluate how we are going to do this thing called life and, of course, live music, which has kind of gone by the wayside. So um, one of the things I I realize is if you've already set yourself up to have a following on social media and the ability to stream, no matter – no matter what your profession is, if you had a presence, then you're you're really ahead of the game. And if you haven't, it made you realize you need to get that social media because um, it's honestly brought more innovation and more opportunity if uh, you have not otherwise opened up to this uh, idea of really connecting via social media. So I think it's actually shown us how much we we actually need one another as people and as musicians. So without all the touring and people in the audiences, you've seen a lot of the live performances go south. So what we're seeing now is is I have um, people that are calling me and artists and, and writers that are wanting to write more, uh, also reconnecting with musicians whom I've collaborated in the past, which including now writing for country artists, which I haven't before, but... I love it. So I'm finding there's more opportunity, more innovation that probably wouldn't have come uh, had this lockdown not happened. So, uh, you know, as uh, I guess we can look at the glass as half empty, but we can also find a way to make the best of it. And and that's what we've been doing here. Well, that's so well said. And uh, I've been saying it quite a few times over the last four or five weeks of the show, maybe longer than that, that it's really Having artists 
and different people become a lot more authentic as you're streaming from your kitchen or your hall closet or whatever <laughs> happens to be the best sound. And I have people recording in, in their walk-in closets because it gives them the best sound doing their podcast. So it's a really interesting, <laughs> the innovation that's been out there and the authenticity is so cool. I mean, I uh, I watch all of the streaming things that I can. I'm a huge fan of Broadway, and now I just want to go play pinball in Patty Lapone's basement because I just love her streaming <laughs> down from her basement. So it's She's a lot amazing. of fun to see people. <laughs> She's amazing. Their, isn't she crazy? She's so yeah, good. but she's, she's so incredible. Good. I saw her on Broadway and just was like, wow, wow, incredible. Well, I just wanted to jump into the career here because you're such an amazing singer yourself. I want to talk about where did you get started? Where did you grow up? And what kind of a kid were you? What got you interested in this whole music biz? Uh, what kind of a kid I was? I, I was pretty much a tomboy growing up, but uh, I started to love singing uh, because of my dad, who had a, just an incredible, strong voice naturally, never had a lesson in his life. And uh, he was almost like a... Uh, he sounded exactly like Frank Sinatra. So although, you know, oh, he wow. had four young girls at a very young age, he didn't really pursue a career in singing. Uh, he, he and I would sing every single day in our living room. So it didn't matter if we were alone or three people on a couch. We would just do our own little concert, you know, live at the Sands, you know, with my dad and I. <laughs> uh, and and uh, his voice was so powerful that I think that's where my power came from because, as a six-year-old, I, I was always wanting to be as big a voice as my dad, you know, really loud. And and then I look back and I'm thinking, well, nope, no six-year-old is going to be louder <laughs> than their parent. So that's um, that's where all I started out and singing with the greats, you know, like Shirley Bassey and Nancy Wilson, Patti LaBelle. And uh, you had mentioned Broadway. In my teens, I loved musical theater and it was just some of the best uh, best music. And, and when you're a singer, mm -hmm. singer, and you have a range, you know, theater, uh, Broadway music is just, you can just let your voice fly. And that's what I love so much about it. Right. Broadway, you have to hit the back of the house every night. So it's real important to learn how to use that voice and control it. So, yeah, definitely great training in there. Did your dad notice his talent early on and get you into training? Or have you just naturally evolved? with the people you've worked with and kind of picked everything up on your own? Well, I used to lock myself into in my bedroom, and I would listen to every type of recording artist. I mean, I don't care who it was. If they had a really amazing voice and I liked their songs, I would try to emulate them. I mean, believe it or not, even, even Marilyn Monroe, because she had a following and a style, and I, I think I was just very um, enamored by why someone becomes a star and how they sing and how do they hit this note? Like Barbara Streisand, how does she hit that note? Oh my goodness. Mm. So I would just, you know, sing and sing and sing all these different songs until I really developed my own voice and my own range. And, and then I also studied voice with Gina Moretta. She was one of the best, best vocal coaches. She's from Italy. Um, she's singing uh, in the heavenlies now. She's not here on the earth right now, but I, I just uh, loved her, and she helped me understand my voice uh, really on how to, like you said, be able to sing from 8 in the morning till 8 at night, anytime, whenever you have to sing, you can open your voice, open your mouth, and the, the songs are going to come out, and sustain that mm. for, for weeks or months, and just called spinning the voice, keeping it very forward and singing properly. So 
you have that voice for the rest of your life. So that's kind of with my dad and then with Gina Moretta and then just continuing to sing up to now. Well, I was just going to say, that's bel canto, isn't it? Uh, bel canto in it what is. she taught you. Mm-hmm. It, it It is, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, she was all about just spinning the voice. And So whether you did classical, or you did pop, you did uh, R&B, her techniques work for everyone. And that's what really singing is all about. It's not, whether you have four octaves, five octaves, or one octave, using your voice to the best of its ability and then being really authentic with your music, you're, you will naturally find a... Um, uh, people that will want to listen to your music. So that's that was really a really important lesson I, I learned probably later, <laughs> too late, too late to, mm-hmm. in life. But yeah, being authentic and branding yourself, but it came a little well, later. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that arc with you actually, Tommy. I've seen that arc with you from where you were back in the late '90s to early 2000s. And can you talk a little bit about the arc that you took? artistically or as as a singer and you know just mentorship is really so important and uh, you know as a developing artist right now there's so many people that are um, developing themselves which is in a way is a good thing it's a good change because there was for so many years this machine the in the music industry just you know pumped out these inauthentic um, artists and right. then you see them growing so what about what about that how about that kind of turn that you took because now you're you're much more yourself much more authentic to what your true voice and and essence as an artist is in terms of knowing what you were before and now well thank you thank you for noticing <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will say having a mentorship I, I I just greatly lack that my dad wasn't in the music business so you know my parents would always say just do what you love and if love if singing is what you love then we'll support you as much as we can but i was signed i had been signed a couple times to management to labels uh and what happened is they wanted to kind of segue me into uh what they felt the type of artist i could be but I don't want to blame them, but at the same time, I didn't know what kind of artist because I, I, I think my first album was every had everything from rock to R&B to pop to adult contemporary, so I could do all that, which was exciting for people, but when it was presented to a record label, they're like, wow, amazing singer, great songs, but how do we market her? You know, it was always you had to fit into a niche, you know, and if you didn't have that, if you didn't mm-hmm. brand yourself, uh, they didn't know what to do with you, so they didn't do anything at all. But when I was signed, um, it, it's like, well, let's take these kind of pictures. And and I've I never felt like a sexy bombshell type of a, of a girl. So even though I took those pictures, but based on what they saw me as, so well, I would we got encourage news for you. Yeah. <laughs> you <saw your> <laughs> it doesn't just happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look at your pictures. I mean, you can be that, but if you don't, uh, feel like well. It, I guess it's how we feel about ourselves inside, but I right. I I like more of the elegance, the classic, the classy type of, and not that I don't like to be sexy, but I like to point people towards the music more than just what I look like because what do they say, beauty's fading, and as we get older, we hope that our music doesn't just have a ten year or fifteen year lifespan. We hope that the music that we have mm, put nice. out is something that inspires somebody. You know, look at the seventies. I, I mean, and the rock era, you know, you have teenagers mm-hmm. that are listening to that now that love that. 
that have lasted, and then you have music from the 90s and that maybe you don't really ever hear anymore, and right. maybe other eras. But so you want your music to have longevity, and if it's just about how you look, well, we all <laughs> we all know that'll sooner or later will fade. But music to me is just really eternal, and and if we can inspire somebody and and, and through our music and change their life for the better. I, I think that's something that will live on. Right. And talk about what Gloria said. There are such uh, inspirations out there that you've had that a lot of the younger artists don't have the advantage of, but you've been working with such great, as we talked about earlier, Charles Colello, de Blasio, um, everybody like that. Talk about some of your mentors, what you've learned and what you've been able to kind of witness just being around them. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I, I have to say I feel so fortunate uh, throughout, you know, my singing career because I, I did get to tour with Julio Iglesias for a year, which opened the door up to touring with Raul de Blasio, and from Raul uh, into Charles Colello, and so Ra- what I loved about what I love because I'm still touring with them, with about Raul de Blasio and Charles Colello is they were. They're artists. They're, they're, they've had so much success, and they have worked with some of the greatest artists in the world and of all times. But when they're on stage and they bring you out, they give you the stage. They're, they're all about you spreading your wings, and, and you. this is your stage. And Raul used to say, no, Tommy, this is your stage. You know, when you come out, uh, and so you felt like you mm-hmm. could just really spread your wings and fly. And it was also everything wasn't perfect. Like Raul would change up the show in the middle of the show and it kind of made us all feel a lot easier, even though we were kind of like waiting, well, what's next? And is he going to like wave out the band, which he did one time when I was singing where it, it builds your confidence where, where you're singing this song and you're used to hearing the orchestra and all of a sudden he waves the orchestra and they all drop out. He drops out. And in the middle of the song, he just lets you sing like acapella and the first time he did that I thought oh my gosh but I'm in the middle of the song so I couldn't really say that but then I realized he wanted people to hear me it wasn't about the music it was just really about this is Tommy and I want you to hear how her voice sounds without music and that was so incredible for me and so you are ready for anything and that's what he made me ready so people say do you get nervous anymore and I used to get nervous all the time when I just did backups, mm-hmm. I, used to do, I did a duet with Julio Iglesias, but it was always backups because if you were not perfect, it it didn't go over well. Like it, it was, it was a there was no grace. But with Raul, really? and Charles, yeah, it, there was like dish, dish, yeah, <laughs> yeah with Charles. Well, I shouldn't say that so mean to me, but it's true. So uh, with Charles and Raul, it, it's always about going out and doing your best and being who you are. And and we would laugh if something went awry. And so people felt comfortable on stage, like they were in a bar with 20 people, and you're just you're just communicating with them. You're singing to them, and they love that because they feel like they f- they feel like you're your family because hopefully most of us can be ourselves with our family. We don't have to be perfect. And that's how Raul makes people feel. That's how Charles makes people feel. And when I'm on stage singing, I can be myself. I don't have to, to be anyone else. And I mean, Charles, he, he was, um, he was one of the four seasons 
Um, but then he became what the group's musical arranger. So he, and he produced for Columbia Records. He's, I mean, he has over 100 Billboard chart records and 38 of which have been literally in the top 20. So mm-hmm. doing his show and being yeah. a female artist, the one that sings the female hits in his show, we can't even do all the hits. We don't have enough time. So that, that <laughs> is, I mean, I'm just totally grateful for, for these doors that have opened up and the people that I get to work with because who wants to work with, with somebody who's going to suppress you or oppress you? That's, I mean, we don't want to live like that, let alone do our do our art like that. <laughs> yeah, no names, exactly. but the initials are. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, exactly. But like you say, it's all about the art too. I think um, a, a lot of, Singers are doing it for the love of singing. And when you can pass that down to younger generations and to people that are trying to make it in the business themselves, I think it helps your career and it brings joy into your life um, outside of the singing to watch other people succeed. I mean, I think we really blossom when we let other people try to push them up equal or surpass ourselves, right? Yes, absolutely. They, you just pretty much epitomized who you know Raul and Charles are, is that they they humble themselves to let the light shine on you and and that has taught me to do the same for others Uh, we really do set the example like you just said we set the example for the next generation for the people that we work with um i remember someone i work with that was a drummer and um the person that was a leader of the band it just was just very hard on him and i used to feel so bad um and i used to turn around not because of anything except he did a great job and I'd give him a thumbs up and it wasn't until years later that we'd worked together and he says you know Tommy I just want to say those thumbs up made me continue drumming and made me continue thinking I could be better I said well Mm. really I had no idea he said no just that you acknowledged me we just want to be acknowledged we we want to feel that someone has acknowledged that what we're doing is is good is worthy you know and so I said, I used to feel so bad for you because the guy used to be so hard on you. And he's like, oh, you know, that's the way he was. And it was hard, but it made me a better drummer. But I don't operate that way, you know. And so right. we don't know how we're going to affect someone's life. And just a smile or a hi. Well, you know, just what 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 is that saying in life where we can be anything, be kind? There you uh-huh. go. Exactly right. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, that reminds me, um, I remember that you had a a saying that you used to say, which mm. I always remembered, and I always will bring it up with you, but uh, you used to have something on your computer when you would write mm-hmm. where it was, free your heart from hatred, mm-hmm. free your mind from worries, live simply, give more, expect less. And I've never yeah. forgotten it because that's something that it's really so quintessential to who you are, but it's very quintessential to where we're going now as as a mass consciousness, I think, and as a society. And yeah. we're, we're seeing that. And I think that your music is really speaking to what is going on right now, especially with I Am Wondering. Can you tell me how you, you started writing that and how it came to you? What's What's the story behind it? Yeah. Well, thanks, Gloria. You've got an incredible memory. <laughs> I do remember that on my computer. Since I moved, I don't have it on my computer, but I do remember it. It's, it's a great saying. Um, I, I am wondering is, yeah, thank you. No, I, that's really cool. You've had an incredible memory. That's actually scary. <laughs> There's some things maybe I don't want <laughs> I you to remember. But um, I am wondering. That, that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the things that the 
which are like just paying bills and all that. Of course, I won't forget that. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good. Um, the song you referred to, I am wondering, is a song I wrote. It's 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 a beautiful inspirational tribute to really the questions we universally all have in our lives at some point, and it's probably especially now. And, you know, I think about like a child, we hopefully will live with a sense of wonder and wondering and awe. So I, I'm not, I'm not religious. I, I'm very spiritual, but, um, I am wondering is, is, is very universal. It, it blankets humanity. And as we all know, we're all human. So let's all be friends. And that's, that's kind of, it just kind of envelops the questions that I personally had in my life and seeking the truth, uh, in, in, this song was actually, I'd gotten half of it done, and I was writing another song, and I couldn't finish either one. And I'm at my keyboard, and I'm thinking, I wonder if I can just kind of put these together. And that's how the song, it was almost like I was writing the entire song and didn't realize it. <laughs> so I put two songs together, um, and it really, uh, it was perfect. And so it's it's been one of my favorite songs. And I'm actually... Um, I just did a, a music video, and I put it on YouTube. I'm, I'm having a contest that's running through August 7th. So anyone who watches the video and subscribes to my channel and posts a positive comment will be entered into a drawing for a free Google Home or Echo Plus. And I'm going to do more contests in the future. So depending upon when you hear this interview and, you know, if you missed this and, and you didn't get to go to my channel, I'll do another another video in the near future and another contest. But um, I'm trying to, again, build my social media presence uh, out there as well. And I, I like giving away things. So I think everybody's excited about the Google Home and Echo Plus and the Alexa. So it's, it's – and I'm all out right now. I'm on all different music platforms um, like Spotify, Napster, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Amazon. So all, a lot of my music's now starting to come out instead of relying on all the other people that never really did anything <laughs> that I was signed to. <laughs> so isn't it a great age that we're in, though, because we can put our own music out without a record deal and go viral, you know, that's yep, right. pretty cool. That's really cool. So I, I'm excited about all this. You should be. And we're going to play out with I Am Wandering after a bit. Because I'm wondering because I really do love the melody and I love that you're kind of opening it up to the fans. But I want to talk about some of your other music. Hearing uh, a song that you had done to give back to, I think it was for American Vets Disabled for Life called Promise Me that never really got released fully, but I know you had a kind of a fondness for that song. Talk about that one. Promise Me was another song that I wrote, very spiritual, and I, I wrote it to God. And it was heard by someone who was spearheading uh, a, a um, it was going to be a charitable event for the American Vets, and it was going to be their theme song, but the person never got the event off the ground. Uh, it was called mm. Disabled for Life Memorial Documentary. So it, unless they changed the name or I don't know, you know, it kind of, it never really got out there. So the song was never released. And But I have been asked to do this November, um, and I am really excited about it. And I do hope it, it, can, it happens because of everything COVID. But they already have thousands of people that have gotten tickets. And it's going to be, and I think in Punta Gorda, Punta Gorda am I saying that right? Uh, but mm, there's yeah. a lot of big big artists. It's called Welcome Home Vietnam Vets 2020 because they've never actually had an event to welcome home our Vietnam vets. 
And the person who put this together, his name is Charles Hummer, and I'm so glad I'm saying this because he just passed away, and he's a Vietnam vet. He he was like an angel mm. on earth, and it really just saddened me. But so now he's going to be this big event that he actually spearheaded. He's going to be honored at his life. So I'm uh, so I'm grateful to have been asked by him to, to be in this event, and you'll probably hear more of it. And um, as as we move closer to November, and again, hopefully it does happen. With and hopefully we'll, we'll graduate to a better place than we are now with this whole virus thing. That's oh, great, that and we need great. to honor our vets any chance we have. So that's amazing. Yeah. I love hearing that. Um, talk about we talked about it in the intro a little bit too. Um, what's she is free? It's a tribute song that you wrote that about this documentary. Talk about that for a second. Yeah, Rock in a Hard Place. It was a documentary. Uh, it did uh, also have Johnny Depp in it. This was a documentary about all the bands from the '70s, uh, and, and this was all about Florida and why all these artists who literally came a hair's depth of close to to really becoming well-known and famous and they were right on the cusp of everything and and what happened in the documentary it's called a rock in a hard place another night at the agora it hasn't been released mm-hmm. yet um they keep changing the name or editing and the person the, there was always like a i want to say backstage mom for lack of better words but sheila whitkin um who's bruce whitkin's mom uh, this is a really interesting story. Um, she used to be like that mom who would help all these artists who maybe didn't have a supportive family or have that support and encouragement, and she would help these bands and these artists. Now, a friend of mine, before we even heard of Bruce or Sheila, a friend of mine was putting together, she wanted to do this documentary of all these artists and all these bands because she loved this era. And at the same time on the West Coast, Bruce was actually thinking about doing a similar thing because he was part of a group called The Kids. And The Kids was with Joey Malone, Bruce Whitkin, and Johnny Depp. I mean, they were all they were all from Florida before Johnny went to L.A. and stayed and became a big, famous star. So his mom had – so what happened was somehow through social media – uh, my friend and Bruce got connected, and that's how this event came. We had over 3,000 people there. Johnny Depp came, played live. All the bands from that era came and played. Uh, we raised wow. money for the Sheila Whitkin, yeah, the Sheila Whitkin Foundation because she had died of. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to remember what the type of cancer that she had had. So it was a tribute to her. And I, I wrote a song called "She Is Free," but they loved the song so much that they wanted to use it. So we changed it to "Sheila's Free." And so that's the song that they end the show with. And I, I went up and I sang it uh, with the kids. Uh, and it's the and the closing song. But it's a, it's a phenomenal documentary. I don't know. You might be able to see some of the um, like the trailer online on YouTube. But again, I, and I do hope it's 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 released, and that remains to be seen. It's very good, actually. It's it's just like a, a rockumentary off of MTV or VH1. Remember those doc- documentaries they used to have? It's so good. I wish, it's phenomenal. I really the movie's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I've seen yeah. the, the, one of the last edits, and it's just, it's incredible. I don't want to give it away, but really what happened here, you've got all these rock bands, and they're ready to come out, and, and, and the turn that music took. Imagine being right on the cusp of you. So really what happened was people who left Florida were able to actually become um, like the Mavericks, uh, Marilyn Manson. They're originally from Florida. Yeah. 
But right, it's right. almost weird. You know, if you're from Florida, you don't really become famous unless you're Gloria Stefan. <laughs> that's true. You, so gotta, you, know, you have you to get out of Florida, and that's how it was. <laughs> Uh, so I think disco came along and there went rock, disco and rap, but it's the, the movies finale. It's got, uh, Tony Bon Jovi. It's got a lot of, a lot of, uh, people, uh, radio people that, uh, did all the rock stations and what they experienced and how they saw this turn of events. But it's, it's a great, and I, again, I, I do hope it comes out. Yeah. And, and actually wow. two, two really, look, there's a lot of people that I'm not, you know, vouching for Florida, but Tony's from Florida and there is talent down here. Tom Petty, Casey and the Sunshine Band, just two of that era that, you know, that broke away from Florida. So, yeah, hope it comes out. Very, very cool. Let's go from the serious documentary to the fun and talk about Hogzilla for just a second. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you really like bad, campy horror flicks, this is for you. Uh, Hogzilla, I guess. I just laughed. I was just my goofy laugh. Yeah, it, it's um, it's it's actually a true story. They had these massive feral hogs that would get thousands of pounds. So this is a fictional movie, and I play the character Joanna, and she's part of a news crew who sets out to get the true story on this kind of Bigfoot-like prehistoric hog. And of course, we all get you know I won't say what happens, what happens to each one of us. But uh, it stars Joe Bob Briggs, who's uh, uh, this is the movie just just was released on Shutter as I think it's D D E R Shutter dot com, and I co-wrote one of the theme songs with my friend Joey Malone, which you can actually hear part portion of it on the movie trailer. So if you go to YouTube and uh, put Hogzilla movie trailer, um, you can see the see the trailer, and then just as the uh, movie gets good, the trailer gets good. My the song called Old Mac is back. Uh, and it's again, it's a spoofy song, uh, and that starts to play. And that's also just got released also on uh, on social media platforms as well. The old Mac is back. So, but go see the uh, the movie trailer, and then if you had Shutter dot com, you can actually see the whole movie. <laughs> Sounds get so much your fun. knives and forks ready. Exactly. But, <laughs> right. They say the other the revenge uh, of the pigs. The other white meat bites back is what they is how they ah, <laughs> nice. I love yeah, it. I the like vegan it. dream. <laughs> Very cool. Well, let's talk about, we got to start finishing up here in a bit. Let's talk about wow. some performances. We're all missing seeing live music out there. You've had some amazing experiences by working with some of your coworkers that you talked about earlier to singing in front of the king and queen of Jordan. Wait a second. What's that all about? Yeah. Yeah, wow. and I, I didn't even I, know they had a king and queen. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, somewhere out there, there's a picture of me with with Queen Rania with a photographer. We we uh, I, I went out there in two, I think it was 2009. It was a performance with Raúl de Blasio. We were invited, and and it was Queen Rania and King Abdullah. It was a spectacular time. Uh, we did a, a private well, a, a private performance, meaning that all of their guests and they were sitting at the table right in front of the stage. Uh, and Raul is just very well loved around the world, and I'm just so grateful to be one of his performers. So uh, we we had a great show, and then they invited us to a private dinner at the palace with the queen. And uh, and because we're in Jordan, I'm Lebanese, so all the food was authentic Lebanese food. And I I actually didn't realize when we were at this wonderful um, uh, tribute to the queen Queen Rania because she does so much for children. I was literally sitting right next to her mother. So as we began speaking and they oh, wow. served us, it was like, wow. 
so it was it was a, it was a wonderful event. They they actually invited us to stay longer. And and the people I will say uh, in the Middle East, um, they are so warm and so loving. You know, it's always the, the handful of people that ruin it for everyone else. Uh, they we were invited to people's weddings and to people's homes. We'd go. It was almost as if we knew them all of our lives and uh, parties. And they. I can tell you in Florida, when you do a party, you'll be ter- you'll be told to turn the music down about three times. Oh, could you turn it loud? <laughs> but they had speakers That's and me, live like Ar- <laughs> Arabic musicians in their home, louder than loud. Everyone's drinking wine. Everyone's close knit and having fun. Food for days. So they really know how to party. They really know how to come together. And um, it was a real special time. And, and again, Queen Rania, she's really known for advocacy related to education and health and community empowerment, especially with the youth. So it was a very um, meaningful time, too. And then um, and then when I you had mentioned about the Miami Symphony, uh, which was um, was spearheaded uh, conductor Eduardo Martoret and, of course, uh, the renowned producer Rudy Perez, the Princess of Jordan was there at the first performance when I did the crossover. I, I actually sang a classical song called Vocalise by Rachmaninoff, and I've never mm-hmm. done a classical song in my life. So I, uh, it was about taking a crossover artist who's never sang classical, and I was the one that they called because they felt that I could do it. And I got three weeks, learn it, and I was sweating for three <laughs> weeks, but it ended up doing great performance. Uh, downtown Miami, and uh, so wow. that was my first and only classical performance, and I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but oh, you know, but I can vouch for you because you Thank you're you. a great crossover artist because you sung in Spanish as well, and I remember me teaching you the song. So don't sell yourself short. Me voy un diendo. You took a beautiful yeah. ballad that uh, we wrote. And you translated. You, you were you were the one that helped me go from the English version to the Spanish version and translate that. And you helped me in the studio, so that way when you hear, I love the Spanish version better than the English version. So whatever you did to it, everybody loves, and it really came out great. Um, really. So thanks for that. Thanks for you. Well, I'm not to you know tick myself here, but you're a good crossover artist, so you can do anything. You you're your versatility is amazing. I can just speak for that personally, hearing you and knowing you. Thanks. Thanks, Gloria, as, as, our, as is your talent, too. That's it. No more compliments for you. That's it. You've reached your quota. <laughs> so the, well, um, we have the, to start winding it down as it is anyway. So let's talk okay. about some goals post-COVID. I mean, we have nobody has any plans for the next three to six months. But uh, knock on wood, things start happening, and we maybe have this event in November what would you? What are you looking forward most to? Do you like going out to some intimate venues? Are you looking forward just to getting in the studio with people again? What What's uh, on your uh, goals for the next three to six months? I am again very excited. My my the, the goals that are that are coming up in the next few months. Uh, we're going to do a few more music videos. Uh, now this has been um, I, I don't know if I should talk about it because it's in the making, but. Uh, a few songs. One of them will be my original, and um, going to do that with Raul. So because we all cannot join into a recording studio, we're going to be, and I'm finally set up in my house to record professionally vocals and video. So we're each going to do our part 
and where where we are located, and then it's going to be edited. So I'm, I'm super excited because of his following and being able to be part of this. There's another big big thing happening I can't talk about yet because it hasn't been finalized. Um, and then the song that um, you played at the beginning of the show, Sing This Song Together, Sing This All Together, uh, by the remake of the Rolling Stones, that's going to be released in September uh, through Generic Records. Um, and I'm very uh, hopeful that that's going to resonate because, again, it speaks of unity and peace coming together, possibly some mind-altering substances when they first wrote the song. I'm just guessing. <laughs> but uh, but the remake is a dance remake, and it, it, um, it came out really great. Um, I'm very, very happy with it. That's amazing. I'm so excited for you. Well, everyone know where they can find you on social media so uh, they can all get out there and where they can buy your music, support independent artists. Don't stream by during this pandemic if you can. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, really, you can just search me under my name, Tommy Sellers, and I'll spell that. It's T-O-M like Tom, E-Y, and then S as in Sam, E-L-L-A-R-S. If you go on YouTube and you put that in, or, or iTunes, Amazon, uh, and it'll bring up my videos, my music. I'm putting more music out there. And also remember that contest that I'm having with the I Am Wondering video. And subscribe to my YouTube page. I'm, and I've got a music page, of course, on Facebook and also Instagram. There you go. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Left of Straight Show, Tommy. We really appreciate it. Thanks, so, thank thanks you, again, Gloria. Scott. Thank you, Scott. You're thank welcome. you, Gloria. I'm, I'm so happy to bring her to everybody. It's, it's amazing. You're, you're just a... Uh, you're a gem, so thank you. it's my pleasure. Thank you both. Really had a great time here on Left the Straight, and uh, I hope to do it again with you all. It was really a lot of fun. Thank you. Well, you are welcome back anytime. We'd love to have you, especially if we have new music out. You just come on back. We're going to play out to I Am Wondering. This is by our special featured guest, Ms. Tommy Sellers. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network.
All right, guys. Looks like we are back, and somehow we lost the audio on the song there. I don't know what happened. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank all of my guests tonight. Big shout-out to Jay Knight for doing our Monday Music Minute. Appreciate him and his new guests he introduced to Jones. Thank you so much to Zach Day. Our other special correspondent has a brand-new song out this weekend that we got to talk about. And, of course, our special guest we just listened to, Miss Tommy Sellers. Guys, we'll be here the rest of the week, Monday through Friday, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern time, right here in the Left of Straight show. Tomorrow night we'll be back with Enoch Miller doing a Entertainment Tuesday Minute from West Hollywood. And our special guest interview would be Tim Murray tomorrow night. Follow me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at Left of Straight, always spelled L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R and the number eight. On uh, Facebook, it's the Left of Straight Show. And you can follow my personal profile at Scott Fullerton to send me a friend request. Also, I start a brand new blog on my new health, meditation, and wellness journey. So you can follow that at leftofstraight.com forward slash blog. I'm getting my first post up tonight. I'll be talking about my goals in nutrition, um, movement, and exercise, and meditation, being uh, inspired by three Sams that have been on my show over the last couple months. Sam Cushing, an amazing digital marketer and social media um, influencer. I'm going to be following his exercise routines that he posts on his Instagram and YouTube channel. For nutrition, I'm going to be following Sam Light, an amazing actor and singer from Broadway, uh, last son in Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief, who is an amazing personal trainer well, does some amazing exercise workouts, but they're a little too advanced for me right now. So I'm following Sam uh, Cushing's right now, but I am following Sam Light's nutrition. He has a nutrition challenge happening this month in November or in August that I'm following. So uh, that is going. And then for Sam Knight is a great LGBTQ ally that works for Sean T Fitness, who you might know. He's an LGBT fitness instructor empire, actually. And uh, actually, Sam does his own meditation uh, coaching and workshops. So I'm going to be doing meditation challenges that Sam has on his Instagram and YouTube channels as well as working through my own. So I'm starting that, and I'll be blogging all about it. So I hope you'll follow along with that. I appreciate you being part of the Left of Straight show, and we are out of here. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.